Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And all communities. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Just gone quarter past three here on SENZ and a privilege to welcome into the show here Warriors hooker Wade Egan who uh, who bagged the meat pie himself uh, on Friday night uh, late in that second half to uh, to take the Warriors out to a 20 points to 12 win. A great way to start the season and he joins us on the line now. G'day Wade. Hey mate, how are you? Doing very well. Mate, couldn't have, uh, couldn't have asked for a better start to the season on Friday night. Yeah, it was good mate. Um, obviously it's always good to, to win the first round and... Um, yeah, a few things to work on, but uh, we'll take the two points after after round one and look forward to the Roosters. It's a pretty uh, crazy weekend across the NRL, Wade, with uh, the Dolphins upsetting the Roosters, the, the Broncos tipping up the Panthers, who, who of course are back-to-back uh, premiers as well. A lot of change in the off-season. Does it feel like, from a player's perspective, that the, the comps really tightened up this year? Yeah, I think so, mate. Obviously, with the new team coming in and um, you know lots of player movement and stuff like that, um, Guys retiring and you know the new kids coming through. It's sort of um, I think yeah this year looks like a much more even comp. Um, yeah, as you said, we've talked a lot about uh, the win on Friday night already uh, against the Knights across the show uh, and the and the other shows earlier this week. But I just wanted to talk about um, your game specifically. I thought you were one of the best on Friday night, and I think what I've sort of seen in your game over the over the last few years is just the constant improvement year on year. You're with the third uh, with the club for the third year, uh, fourth year, sorry. Um, in terms of your evolution and development, how do you feel your game sort of adapted and changed over the last few seasons? Yeah, mate, I think, um, yeah, just constantly working on my game and, um, yeah, just trying to improve, as you said, and looking at the likes of um, Harry Green, you know, Appy Thorosau, um, Damian Cook, and, and just sort of studying their games and trying to add things into my game that, that I can and, um, yeah, I think that's really helped me, um, and I'm just starting to feel more comfortable. Obviously, it's my um, my sixth year now in the in the game, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a lot of confidence um, sort of in now. We talk a lot about um, craftiness when, when we're talking about hookers, uh, the ability to sort of read a defence, work out when to go yourself, when to pass, where to sort of direct your troops. Uh, how much of, of that is built off, I guess, experience, your time in the NRL uh, and reading the game as it plays versus, you know, you spending time studying a team week in, week out and trying to work out those weaknesses before game day? What's the balance like? Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Obviously, um, you've got to study the opposition when you're, when you're a spine member and you've got to sort of work out game plans and that. And um, Yeah, playing in the league for a couple of years, you obviously just pick that up and, um, yeah, you can sort of work out what you want to do um, before you get to the ruck and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but it's still constant learning, you know, mate. Um, I watch a fair bit of footy and I just try and, yeah, as I said before, study the likes of other players and um, see if I can pick up any things and, um, yeah, study the defence as well and see sort of what tendencies they put it's funny that you mention uh, you're studying other players because I remember a, a quote that came out, it might have been last year or, or a year before, about uh, Harry Grant apparently modelling his game or, or watching you playing your game. So there must be a bit of sort of symmetry between all of you hookers sort of doing the same role. Yeah, I think it might, I think it might be the other way around. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was sort of, yeah, well, I guess because he's probably the best on the half in the league. So, mm. um, yeah, if he's taking anything from my game, it's sort of, um, yeah, it's pretty good to hear. But, um, yeah, I, I sort of model my game off, off the likes of him and, 
um, his crafty and around the ruck and the way he runs and mm. always um, in the game. So People uh, often talk about hookers doing damage off the back of a good pack. You know, uh, getting good go forward from the forward sort of helps your job become a little bit easier. Just for us sort of amateur fans and viewers out there, can you explain how your role sort of changes if the forward pack maybe isn't quite on top of the opposition? Uh, yeah, I guess it, I guess it sort of is. Um, you know, the forwards are critical to the to the dummy halves. You know, the best packs that have sort of been in the game the last couple of years are the Storm and Penrith and stuff like that. So it does help. But um, if you're not sort of getting that ruck seat, that's where you, you sort of try to try to be a game manager, I guess, and um, try and get the boys across the park to to do that, deliver that ruck speed. So um, yeah, it does impact, um, I guess, my game a little bit if we're not on top in the in the four pack department. But I think with the pack we got this year, we we should be, um, you know, winning the forward battle most weeks, hopefully, mm. with the likes of Murata, Adam, Mitch Barnett, um, Tohu Harris, and, and stuff like that. So, mm, nah, Very exciting signs uh, on Friday night, mate. I've got a couple of questions in here that uh, from the listeners who, who text through on, uh, on 8833 and on Facebook as well. Uh, Greg wants to know um, how the club is developing other nines in the system and, and who should we keep our eyes on for sort of a p- potential star in the future? Um, yeah, I've actually they got a young kid in the SD ball that um, played a couple of weeks ago. He's just a wrecking ball. I seen him do a, a chip chase and uh, um, he bumped the fullback off. So I, I guess he's a. I think his name's Etu. He's um yeah he's way too developed for an eighteen year old. I was about sixty kilos when I was eighteen. So, um, but yeah, he's, he looks like a good promising um, young talent. Um, you obviously got Freddie there as well. Mm. Um, you know, great bloke, great player. So um, yeah, we got we got a fair few nines and even um, Dylan Walker can play there as well. So. Um, we're, we're pretty sort of stacked in that department, I guess, this year, which is which is a good thing to have. Do you get to spend much time with them, Wade? Do you sort of get to take them aside and mentor them a little bit? Um, yeah, a little bit. I guess um, in the preseason stuff, you sort of work on that things. You sort of in positional groups, and um, yeah, you're all sort of trying to make each other better, which is which is a great thing to have. I think we have that um, across a number of positions this year, which is which is really good. Mm. Shane uh, has asked, uh, who of the new recruits has impressed Wade the most on and off the field? Oh, they've all been really good. Um, I think Chance is probably the one on field. He's just been he was outstanding last week. He got uh, he he got three points, I think. So he was um man of the match. He had a great game and but all of them have been really good, mate. Um, you know, Mitch Barnett um brings that toughness edge. Um, Dill Walker, he's um just outstanding off the field, great to have in the group and you can see when he's impact off the bench, and then you got um uh, Big Murata as well. It's just that uh locked down that right edge and he's just a yeah, force we reckon with. He's just He's got so much experience and he's come from a great system, so he's really good to have as well. Shane also asked, uh, where does Wade see himself in five years' time and is it still with the Mighty Warriors? <laughs> oh, five years. Jeez, I, I'd like to take it a day at a time, not five years at a time. Um, yeah, mate, obviously, yeah. I actually don't know where I see myself in five years. I'm just sort of trying to, yeah, live in the, um, in the present and take it sort of year by year and game by game, so... I haven't really thought that uh, that far down the track, Shane. Sorry, mate. <laughs> it's all right. Shane was just trying to get the early contract negotiations going. Uh, James has said, um, Webby recently called Wade a top four NRL hooker. Does that sort of chat put any pressure on him and what does he feel he needs to improve to continually play at that level? Um, no, it's not too much pressure, mate. Obviously, you want to you want to try and strive to be you know, best um, in the game. And um, yeah, I'll just keep working on my game, mate. Obviously, don't get too far ahead of myself. I have a good game or whatever. Um, yeah, I just sort of try and work on things um, week to week. And, um, yeah, hopefully sort of my game takes care of itself from there. 
Uh, Doug has sent a message here, and it probably uh, goes with that uh, one about uh, who's impressed you the most on and off the field. He says, uh, hey, Wade, have you noticed a difference to the buy-in from the team when compared to previous years? Um, I think so, mate. Yeah, Webby's um, got us real tight, and um, we seem pretty pretty well connected this year. I'm not saying we weren't previous years, but everyone's back home, and, uh, yeah, we can... Oh. So I guess when you have that, um, when you have that sort of connection and away from the field as well, it really, um, it really helps on the field. Uh, and plenty of questions in on this one. So I'm going to surmise there's about five people that have sent in the same question, um, Wade, and it's basically along the lines of. Um, how do you sort of view the, your, your kicking game? How important is that to you? Because uh, we've sort of seen uh, in the NRL now hookers uh, having an element of a kicking game to their, to their, to their play. They can step out and, and quickly nudge one downfield. Is that something that you have in your arsenal, something you've been working on, something you've been thinking about a bit more? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Man. I still need to get better, but um, yeah, constantly work on that during training and with our um, Stacey, our kicking coach, so uh, try and do a bit of work with him as well, just a tiny bit of that and you know, take away a bit of um, our half. And just finally, uh, before we let you go, uh, Wade Roosters this weekend, very tough matchup against a side that many had as uh, the Premiers this year and, like I mentioned, tipped up by the Dolphins on the weekend. So you've taken a good win uh, on first game up against the Knights on Friday night, but what's uh, what's sort of been the conversation this week? What's Webby saying to you boys to, to make sure that you back it up this weekend? Yeah, we are. We know Trent Robinson will, will get the boys firing, um, the Roosters boys firing this week. They don't usually lose too many back-to-backs, so um, I think they'll have a real tough edge about them this week, and we've got to match that, um, obviously going to their home ground. and um, Hopefully, yeah, we've got to get our starts right, so hopefully we can get that right this week and, um, yeah, build off the performance we had against tonight. Awesome stuff, Wade. Really appreciate you coming on, mate, and, uh, and good luck for this weekend. Awesome, mate. Thanks for that. There you go. Waiting in there. Uh, hooker for the Warriors. Uh, great to have your questions uh, coming in as well. Hopefully uh, you got them answered there by Waiting. And like I said, I thought he was one of the best on Friday night um, in that win against the Knights. And just the development of his game. Like There has been so much uh, talked about the Warriors sort of hooking roles over the last, you know, well, I'd say 10 years, but sort of five to six years and how we need a world-class hooker. And I just feel like he's constantly growing. He's constantly getting better. Um, and if Friday's sort of a sign of what's to come, then let's hope he keeps going to uh, to further heights. Um, so great to have Wade Egan uh, joining us on the show as well. Just a couple of quick texts that came in here uh, before we get to news. We're going to catch up with Kempi out of Fiji uh, after the news, and we'll get his assessment of the uh, the Knights game. I know he was sending me all sorts of messages about the uh, Kalen Ponga HIA incident. Um, he wasn't a happy man <laughs> with, the, with the Knights being his second team. Uh, Sean says, Sammy, what was your assessment of the Warriors' early fitness? Well, look, my assessment of the game on Friday night, um, I jumped on a podcast with the Warriors Anonymous boys um, who do a great uh, weekly podcast, um, and I said to them, what impressed me the most about the Warriors were two things. The first thing was Lachlan Fitzgibbon goes over in the first minute, scores a try. I put my hands in my head and I think, great, I'm about to call a classic sort of Warriors loss where they go down early, they put their heads down and the game sort of fades away on them. I, the most thing I was most impressed with is that they bounced back from that early try and b- didn't allow the Knights to basically have anything uh, other than another uh, one more piece of magic um, in the second half, which brought the score back to, I think it was maybe 16-12 at the time. Um, but 
outside of that, I think their resilience was fantastic, and that's not something we've seen from the Warriors in a, in a long time. So that really impressed me, their ability to bounce back from that early that early try. And the other thing, Sean, to your point, uh, was definitely the fitness. You know, in the past, after about 20 minutes, you know, the Warriors are already hands-on heads, uh, forwards walking back into the attacking line, and you, you leave it to the wingers, you know, your Dallins, uh, in the past, Ken Mamalo, David Fusitua, to sort of take those first three or four hit-ups. Well, we had guys jogging, sprinting back into the line and taking the first, second, third hit up. So not that you require them to do that for the whole game, but that was something that really stuck out for me. So um, I thought their fitness was at an absolute premium. Um, they look mobile. Obviously, the pack is a bit smaller. That's what Webby's gone for. Um, just in terms of we don't have that big bopper sort of front rower. I know Adam Fenor Blake's probably that bigger boy, but most other teams would have two of them. Uh, but Mitch Barnett brought in an element of physicality and aggressiveness, which I think a lot of Warriors fans like to see. Jackson Ford, um, once again, very mobile, created great opportunity. I think he got that uh, breakaway down the left-hand edge as well, which sort of led to another try. Um, and then you throw like a near quarter in, in there. And once again, a hard man who doesn't let, doesn't let the, pack, uh, the opposition pack bully him. And that's really what we need. And another interesting point as well was that the speed of the play the ball. So the Warriors uh, play the ball speed on, on Friday night was around about 3.2 seconds. Uh, the Knights play, uh, play the ball speed was 3.9. 3.2 versus 3.9. And now that doesn't sound like a lot of difference, 0.7. But I can tell you from, from the sort of many games that we've commentated, I always look at that stat. And generally a good team will, will play the ball around about that sort of 3.1, 3.2. And a team that isn't on top will play it around about 3.4, 3.5. So the fact that we had a, a 0.7 difference was actually significant. And we know that with a slow play the ball, uh, guys like Kalen Ponger off the bat can't do the damage that he wants to do. And I put that down to A, obviously a lot of strength and toughness in the ruck. But B, the Warriors bringing on Kai Cutter France as their wrestling coach. Um, he's clearly helped them uh, slow down that ruck without giving away too many penalties. Obviously, you're going to give away the odd one. Um, but, you know, I thought they did a great job of, of really slowing that ruck down and, and sucking a bit of energy out of the out of the night's attack. So um, that's sort of what impressed me most from Friday night. Uh, just a quick text in from Rory as well. Is Luke Brooks up to NRL standard anymore? Am I being too harsh, Rory? I'll tell you what, from all the Tigers fans that I know, and I know quite a few of them, um, not big Luke Brooks fans. We thought Adam Dewey might uh, be the catalyst to bringing Luke Brooks sort of out of his shell, as it were, but we certainly didn't see that against the Titans, and I don't know how long Luke Brooks will last, even though I think he's on like a million bucks. He's one of the Tigers' highest-paid players. He may not last a whole lot longer um, should the Tigers continue on the trend that they are. We'll take a break for new sport and weather. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get Kempi on the lineup from Fiji, get his thoughts on the NRL over the weekend, not just the Warriors. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'd be great to have him on. Running it straight here, brought to you by South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. We'll be back after news.